Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. I am Billy Embody, kicking off this Monday with another podcast breaking down an SMU position group. And this time, we're going to do the corners, and we're going to also talk about the safeties, kind of give you another two-for-one like we did with the wideouts and tight ends. We're going to do the corners and the safeties in this podcast. And when I start off with the SMU corners, I look at, you know, first of all, you've got a group that struggled mightily last year, and you can put a lot of that on the scheme. You could put a lot of that on the players. There there was a lack of consistency overall, um, and also a little bit of youth. You know, you look at Brandon Crosley, he's played a good bit of football, but he was out there and just put in bad spots, I think. And then also Jahari Rogers was running around and he's still learning the position. It just never seemed like they were on the same page, um, you know, when it came to the scheme and were also just put in bad spots overall. And so then you have Bryce McMorris who came on early as a uh, freshman to start uh, and he took his lumps. There were moments when you said, okay, this, this, the secondary, this cornerback room is going to come around. Um, you know, Jahari Rogers in his first year leads the team with eight pass breakups. Uh, Bryce McMorris shined as an early enrollee, and you thought, okay, he's going to be able to hold his own as a freshman. Brandon Crosley had a good start to his SMU career just a year before. And then Armani Johnson's your bet- veteran in there, and he's going to be able to, you know, supply uh, a consistent uh, quality, of, you know, level of play. But really, none of those things happened. And I think part of it was a scheme. I mean, Jim Levitt, whenever his defenses had been successful, had great NFL-type corners and safeties, and that allowed him to play man-to-man defense and uh, try to shut down the run uh, without packing the box and things like that. SMU, just not there last year. Um, I think there was a little bit of technique issue as well. Um, that's been well-documented, without a doubt. Uh, but you also just put these guys in the wrong position. So fast forward now to the spring and in 2022 uh, with Scott Simons and Ricky Hundley Jr. taking over that cornerback room. And you have a renewed sense of confidence from what I've seen. You know, every time I talk with people about the corners, uh, they bring up the improved confidence that they've seen out of Armani Johnson. And I think that might be the most important thing that we can talk about with that room because, you know, going back early in his career, uh, he took a minute to develop. It kind of, you kind of thought after that second year in 2018 when he didn't play at all uh, much, I I should say only played it in two games, that, okay, he was going to be a bust, um, might not come around. But Armani kept working at it, and then he he ends up being a really a key starter emerging in 2019, had a terrific fall camp to really take on that role, in 2019, starting 10 of 12 games, uh, had had 39 tackles, three tackles for loss, two interceptions, um, fumble recovery, and, and had 11 pass breakups. And you were thinking, okay, they found somebody here that's going to really be a difference maker. And then he just kind of took a step back, whether it was be, being staying healthy in, in 2020 and 2021, uh, the scheme. He really lost some confidence, I think, um, playing under Jim Levitt. Uh, that's something that I've heard of. Um over the past really few months that's come to light. And now he just seems like he's more confident. He's being a leader in the room. 
Uh, it seems like in the spring he, he looked the part. Uh, so I think stock up for Armani Johnson kind of entering his, his final year uh, for SMU, a six-year senior who's looking to carve out, you know, uh, enough film and enough quality, uh, you know, playing uh, production points to, to warrant a look, you know, at, at the NFL and, and, and get himself, you know, to the next level. And then Jahari Rogers, another year uh, playing the position, kind of came on last year and looked the part in fall camp and uh, really, you know, they thought they were going to have somebody there that, you know, could be an all AAC type player, but had his ups and downs. You know, you he led the team with eight pass breakups, but also had his moments of just getting flat out beat. Um, and now, you know, you look at Bryce McMorris, and, and if you're an On the Pony Express su- subscriber, um, you know, there, there's certainly going to be without him for a good amount of time uh, in 2022. Um, you, if you were if you were subscribed to the site, you knew that already. But um, this corner room is very thin uh, in terms of guys that you know you can rely on right away um, if pressed into action. And so they've got to stay healthy. If Jahari Rogers and, and Armani Johnson are your starting corners, they've got to stay healthy. They've got to be able to last that entire season, and that's a lot of pressure, and it's, quite frankly, very hard to do at the position. I mean, you look around college football, and you see corners go down with you know, nicks and bruises no matter what. Uh, those guys are going to have to be warriors this year. Uh, but they did add Kavarius Hall, uh, a Red Oak, Texas native, uh, transfers from Tulane to SMU this offseason, and and – you know, really played well as a freshman in 2020 for the Green Wave, uh, and then got hurt at the back end of the 2020 season, um, and tried to really get back into it in 2021. wasn't ready to go, and so Tulane said, "You know what? We can you can redshirt and 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 take your time." And now he looks to be 100% healthy. Transfers to SMU. He's got some size to him. He's got some length, uh, some speed, and uh, you know, a lot of the guys have you know, raved about him and what they've seen from him. So they add somebody like that to really allow freshmen like A.J. Davis and Jaden Lawton to develop um, because then you have a veteran in Sam Westfall who is who does have some playing experience in this defense. I mean, you know, isn't necessarily somebody I would rely on at all, just hasn't contributed at a high level, uh, but he's at least been around. So A.J. Davis and Jaden Lawton can develop, take their time, um, while that happens because you have Kavaris Hall and at least Sam Westfall to give you some spot reps uh, in games and things like that. But the cornerback room, bottom line is they're going to have to stay healthy. Uh, if, they're, if, they're, if, you, if you see Armani Johnson go down with an injury or Jahari Rogers, it's really going to be a struggle just from a, a consistency perspective because think about how many snaps guys are being forced to play uh, at those spots. Uh, with how fast offenses go, it's going to be very difficult, but they're going to have to find a way to do it. Um, you know, the good thing is, is they do have somebody like Brandon Crosley who's played out at corner. Uh, they can move him out there a little bit here and there. Uh, I think he's going to end up being more of a nickel safety type, um, and, and we'll kind of touch on him a little bit more as we get into the safeties here in a few minutes. But, you know, I, I think Ricky Hunley's done a really nice job with this group trying to figure out uh, you know, how to get their confidence level back up because it was really down in 2021, not only from the scheme perspective, but I just think they weren't given the tools to succeed. And we didn't see the progression that was necessary for them to play at a high level in general. So just that last year was a, a complete um, just disaster in terms of pass defense. And there are plenty of reasons why. 
Um, but overall, they just did not get, they weren't given the tools to succeed. I, I really do believe that. And so now we'll see how that looks uh, this coming year with a little bit more uh, of a modern defensive scheme to kind of combat some of these these spread offenses and, and offenses that can really go. So uh, I, I think you're, you're kind of cautious cautiously optimistic with the corners as far as what they could do uh, this year. But at the same time, they're going to have to show you, right? I mean, Jahari Rogers has to take the next step in terms of his consistency. Armani Johnson has to stay healthy and show you that he has returned to his form. And then Kavaris Hall, kind of the same story. You know, he's a newcomer, uh, so he's not necessarily somebody that you have that uh, opinion ingrained in you that, okay, he's got to turn it around. But if he is, if he did bounce back from that ACL injury, you know, the way you want, he's going to be serviceable at the very least, I would think. Um, and I got a chance to watch him work out and, and I thought he looked the part in the spring. So I, I've got some some high expectations for him relative to kind of what they want to see out of him. And he's still a young corner, which is a good thing. So he's going to be around, you know, for quite some time. He redshirted last year. 2020 didn't count. So really, he's a redshirt freshman. So he could be here uh, for quite some time. So that's a good thing. That was a really, I, I thought, a really good transfer portal pickup for SMU. So uh, that's kind of the the thought on the corners. When you get to safety, this is where it kind of gets a little bit, a little bit more intriguing. Okay. You've got Brian Massey, who is an absolute stud back there, still coming on as a, as a pure safety. I think he's going to be one of the leaders and stars of this defense though. I mean, not only is he a household name because he's a great return man, uh, but uh, I think he's going to be able to make plays all over this defense. You know, one thing you talk with Craig Niver, the the safeties coach, and the versatility is what he wants out of this safety group. And for the most part, I think they're going to be able to move these guys around in all sor sorts of different ways. I, my opinion is your starting safeties are Brian Massey and Nick Roberts, and then Brandon Crosley has that slot safety. And then you have guys like Isaiah Wacobia, you have uh, Chase Cromartie, you have Chris Adamora. Uh, those guys have played a lot of football uh, and, and can certainly give you a little bit more. Roger Robertson uh, sat out the spring, didn't really see him much. Um, and, and Donald Clay still needs to kind of keep, keep developing if he's going to be able to give you, you know, some quality reps. So I think your starting three are probably among the best in the in the American. Uh, you know, just from a playmaking perspective, and Brian Brian Massey, I think Brandon Crosley is going to fit a little bit better, being brought off the edge. Um, and, and same with Brian Massey, I think Scott Simons is going to have some fun toying around with these players uh, in terms of what they can do. Um, I think it's time that Brian Massey gets handed the full reins as a starter. Started two of twelve games last year. Uh, I think he's he's you know certainly on pace to be a key guy back there. Brandon Crosley, same way. Um, and then you you factor in Nick Roberts, the transfer from ULM. Uh, he really is kind of a – I think people are going to like him. He's a, he's a football player at heart, really physical player. Not as big as I thought he was, um, but very physical, uh, capable tackler, and and has you know played a lot of football. He has played uh, – just kind of doing the math right here in my head, he's played about – 30, I think 36 games over the course of his career. Again, rough math, so sorry on my part, but uh, 36 games with, um, you know, probably roughly a, that amount of starts. So a contributor, 
uh, in every sense of the word that they bring in from ULM uh, in a, on a one-year deal, so to speak. Uh, and he's he's going to be looking to you know make a name for himself and and try to get himself uh, in position to you know be an NFL guy. And I think with his physicality, factor him in, um, and then Brian Massey, Brandon Crosley. I think that's a really good starting trio if they spend the majority of the time in the nickel. Then you've got Isaiah Wachobia, who's still developing. You know, came on as a freshman. A lot of people, lot, a lot of things to like about Isaiah. Needs to be more consistent, without a doubt. Um, Chase Cromartie has played a ton of football for SMU, and love him or hate him in terms of pass coverage. Um, you know, he's somebody that uh, at least will give you uh, a a contribution. You know, I, I think he really is what he is at this point. I think he's somewhat topped out, um, but he's there. There's a lot of uh, positives about having the experience that he's had. Um, and sometimes it takes a while and, and he's not the fastest player by any means, but if they can roll him down and, and keep him in the box, you know, he's somebody that maybe finds a role, uh, for himself, uh, this year in that respect. And then Chris Adamora, if he's able to stay healthy, uh, you know, transferring in from Texas, former four-star prospect, uh, maybe Craig Nivar can get, uh, more out of him this year and, and be able to, uh, you know, help him achieve his NFL uh, dreams as well. East West Shrine Bowl watch list, um, you know, all ready for him. So he's somebody that at least there are some eyes on in, in terms of if he can, you know, get to the next level um, in this final year at SMU. Um, can he can he get there? Uh, that'll be something that we'll be watching for uh, with him. Uh, he's played a good bit, bit of football already, uh, played in all 13 games as a freshman. Um, and actually, I, I said this was the last year. He's got multiple years left. Um, 2020 didn't count for him, but started all 10 games, played in eight games last year as a junior, uh, which, you know, would equate to a, uh, actually equate to a sophomore year for him. Uh, and then he'd be a junior this year and then senior next year. He does have a red shirt year available, but, um, you know, he's battled a little bit of injuries, so we'll see. Maybe they're careful with him, but if he brings something, something to the table, you've got a good rotation there. And then, you know, kind of wild card would be Ahmad Moses, uh, the UTSA flip. Uh, that they got out of Arlington Mansfield Summit, who they're high on. Uh, he's built uh, kind of like he's built kind of like a, a small linebacker, in my opinion. Just seeing him on the on the hoof, uh, so he's somebody that can take his time and develop. They have some depth at this position. We'll see kind of how it all shakes out as far as who is in the rotation. But I would say right now, Brian Massey, Brandon Crosley, and Nick Roberts are your starters at safety. Again, the key piece is going to be being put into a better position uh, to make plays and contribute because, again, the scheme with with Jim Levitt last year really hurt these guys a lot. Uh, you know, I think one of the things that I saw the most is that they just were not on the same page um, with what their assignments were or when to hand guys off if they were even playing zone. But for the most part, they were man-to-man. They had man responsibilities, and it's a horrible, horribly hard uh, th- thing to do in college football. It's almost cruel uh, to put safeties in man coverage these days with a lot of the wide receivers that are running around out there in college football. So I think Scott Simons has a little bit of creativity. I think that was one thing that stood out this spring um, is just how creative he is with with his safeties and his blitzes. Um, sometimes they look, look like rolled down linebackers. We'll see how they use them uh, and who fits into what mold, so to speak. 
for their safety spots, but I know they want them to be versatile, be able to be moved around. That can help you disguise coverages or, or disguise blitzes. Um, if they can kind of, you know, be so versatile that they don't have to line up in certain, certain ways and, and, um, you know, consistently kind of show that versus, uh, show a little bit of versatility. And that's why I think Brandon Crosley moved to the nickel. I think that's why Brian Massey makes a ton of sense back there at free safety. Those guys can kind of shift around a little bit and probably be fine, uh, in terms of their coverage responsibilities if they want to do some disguising. So I think the Scott Simons defense is very interesting to see how it all comes together, how he brings blitzes, how he brings pressures. And sometimes you'll see a guy blitz, but you'll also see somebody drop out. It's not always, um, you know, somebody coming and that means they're bringing an extra guy. It could mean somebody dropping out um, into a different, if into a different spot uh, to try and confuse the opposing offense. So uh, I think the safeties are going to be critical in, in doing that. Um, and they've got three good ones as a starters, or at least my projected starters. So uh, we'll be watching the secondary in a big way in fall camp. Uh, there's a lot of competition at that safety position, which is a good thing. And they have options. They have different body types. And it'll be uh, quite the task for Craig Niver to keep some of these guys happy. But they do have a revamped safety room uh, with the addition of Nick Roberts and Chris Adamora from the transfer portal as well as adding Ahmad Moses from the high school ranks. We'll see. This is this is kind of the key. The secondary is, is probably the key to this defense, taking a big step forward or taking just probably what is a, a, just a regular step forward. You know, they, they have a t lot of talent on that defensive line. We talked about the linebackers last week uh, and, and what they could be. But at the end of the day, if you're giving up chunk plays, which is something Scott Simon despises, um, and every defensive coordinator, but if you're really giving up chunk plays, a lot of that is usually going to be on your past defense. At least it was last year for SMU. So um, this is a uh, a very critical piece to this defense coming together for SMU is the secondary. So with that, guys, going to wrap up this edition of the podcast. I know we didn't cover recruiting. Uh, we are going to talk with Tyler Aronson, the 2024 quarterback who committed to SMU last week. Uh, so I wanted to chat with him before talking about him in depth uh, on this podcast, but don't you know think that I forgot about it. And then also, uh, SMU still could be on the verge of more recruiting news, so I wanted to wait for that to drop before we talk about it in a podcast. We still have the offensive line to preview on the podcast, so we'll do that later this week before fall camp starts on Thursday. Quick reminder, guys, before we go, August 10th, 6 to 8 p.m., at Barley House, the the football season kickoff event uh, sponsored by Heart Waste Removal. Check them out, heartwasteremoval.com, your DFW area uh, choice for dumpster and waste removal. Check them out, heartwasteremoval.com, sponsoring the drinks for our event at Barley House on August 10th, 6 to 8 p.m. Check it out. Um, and, and give them a shout for all those uh, needs. So with that, guys, going to wrap up this edition of the podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We will be checking in later this week, fall camp preview, recruiting news to cover, and then lastly, we've got to preview the offensive line before fall camp gets underway on Thursday. So be sure to lock in first week of fall camp at SMU on theponyexpress.com, seven-day free trial. Uh, we also saw our Founders Club hats go out last week, so pumped about those. A lot of good reviews on those. We're hoping to have more gear available for you guys soon uh, that you can actually buy and support the site. So um, now that these have good reviews, hopefully that happens. And then hopefully you guys uh, support with, with 
uh, buying the new gear whenever we get that online. So with that, guys, hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Hope everybody had a great weekend, and we'll catch you next time. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.